I just mentioned some of those horses are running in the Everest, the Tab Everest on Saturday week, inexpensive. Let's talk about another talented sprinter uh, who was inexpensive, basically a sale reject uh, called Asfura. She's by a flying arty from Golden Child. I think the dam only had four starts for a third placing. She was raced by Dynamic Syndications. Henry Dwyer is joining us. Good morning, Henry. Good day, Steve. How are you going? Good. I know you've told the story before, but she was basically a sale reject, Asfura. She she was, um, and probably a trainer reject too. When um, Akram offered to her to meet his trainer, I chose the other one that he offered me rather than her, and he insisted that I take her, so I'm glad he did. Um, yeah, I think they bought the mare online off the track for maybe, oh, I don't know, six or 8,000. Um, they sent her to Flying Artie because I had a few at the time called If Not Now When, who won a few races, and um, she was by Artie Schiller out of the same family, so they wanted to try and make it a close relation of hers. Um, and that filly actually didn't even go on with it. She never won a group race or anything. She won a few in town. Um, and this filly came out and had a bit of a bit of a bent leg and um, a bit immature, and they sent her to Adelaide. And, yeah, reserve 30, um, no bids. And flying Artie, I think he stands for about 16 grand or thereabouts, doesn't he? Or a bit less than that. At, at, at the time, he was 30. That's why they had the reserve of 30. They just sort of thought that they'll try and get the service fee back and move her on. But um, they couldn't even do that. So they took her home to their farm in Euroa, which is Nora Lane Farm. Uh, they had another filly there that they'd passed in as well, a filly by unencumbered. And they gave me the option of um, yeah picking which one I wanted. And, and obviously, I chose the other one. And um, yeah, Akram wouldn't let me leave without the flying Artie filly. So I'm glad he insisted. Yeah, 16 and a half, actually, at Blue Gum Farm these days, um, yep. Flying Artie. And tell me, what style of mare is she, Asfura? Lovely mare now. Um, she's a, she's probably medium size, great length to her, great strength behind. She's just probably not perfect in front. She's quite offset in the right front knee, which she just sort of throws it out a bit when she gallops, and, and because of that puts a bit of uneven pressure on it. So we... We need to sort of manage her pretty carefully and not do too much work with her, but luckily she's only a thousand metre horse and, and probably doesn't need a heap of work. She's quite clean-winded as well and athletic, so yeah, she, she's been a bit difficult to train throughout. She's always been a bit bit busy in the mind and a bit um, revvy, and, and because of that she's tended to tie up fairly regularly, but um, yeah, I think this preparation, she's just been so much better. Um, we really, you know, Put the, put the sword to her last preparation. We made her travel to Sydney and took her out of her comfort zone and took her to Perth on the plane and just all those different experiences. I think they've really settled her down and because of that, she's a much better horse and much better racehorse. Yeah, you mentioned the Galaxy. She didn't have a great deal of luck there in Sydney behind uh, Maria Mir and then the Quokka forms held up beautifully and she was quite brave running fourth in that race. Yeah, she was. Just, just that end of a, a strong 1,200 really tests her um, and she still looked the winner probably the 50 metre mark but she was run down by a couple of good ones and overpass just kicked back on her inside and just beat her home. I think she was beaten 0.7 lengths and ran fourth. So it was a really good run. Yeah, we've talked about overpassing, going to Brizzy, second to Giga Kick. We know it about Amelia's Jewel and, you know, uh, Uncommon James, who ran well on Friday night, was in it. Bella Nepatina's run well subsequently. So your guy was almost close to, or she was almost close to career best there at the Valley in record time last Friday night. Yeah, everyone that I speak to, re-ratings and facts and figures, said she's, that was a new career peak for her. So um, that's pleasing that um, she's going as well as she can. It's a shame she couldn't get a Group 1 on her, her CV, but um, I'm sure her time will come. And there's some nice sort of um, options for her now over the next couple of months if we just come back a peg. Will we see her on Everest Day? No, I don't think so. That was the initial plan to go up there for either the Everest or... Um, the Everest Constellation, there was an option to go to the Everest, but 
I just thought it was probably a bridge too far. We've seen her at twelve hundred before, and it just I, I didn't have much interest in going up there to run midfield. Um, so I think um, the consolation would have been a good race, but I just feel like you know she had a pretty hard run the other night, and she tried her heart out. I just think it's probably unfair to put her on a float to Sydney, um, regardless of the money. So we'll probably either run at Caulfield next Saturday in the Scalacci or wait for the Caulfield sprint um, the following week, which will be three weeks between runs. That's the race she won last year. What are the conditions of the Scalacci? Scalacci's weight for age, so that's sort of ideal with her rating as it is now um, against lower-rated horses, whereas the sprint is a handicap. So I'd love the race to be reversed and have the Scalacci in three weeks. That would have been perfect. But, um, yeah, we'll nom for that and have a look and see how she is. She seems to have come through it well, but... As I said, I, I think three weeks would be, it'd be better. And then you're three weeks into Flemington and we can find something there, either Derby Day or X Day or even on the stakes day, the 1,200-metre champion sprint if we have to go to 1,200. Credit to Mitchell Aiken as well. He's he's done a lot of work with her. I know when we visited your stables, you were telling us about that, that he turns up and some of those mornings and rides of work and so on. He, he handled it beautifully there, beautifully there, didn't he, on Friday night, sat at 1-1 and behind Acroman Chula. Yeah, he did. Um, the race panned out beautifully and Mitch had a plan going out and it all came to fruition and couldn't quite get the job done, unfortunately. Just ran into a freak, but uh, she ran as well as she could and she had a beautiful run and he rode her as well as he could and just not quite good enough on the day. All right, well, that's Afira. Good luck uh, with her, uh, the flying arty mare. Just a couple of other horses. Um, I, by the way, I, I noticed you've got horses nommed, have you, for Gunbauer on the weekend? Because uh, Jack Styring comes to mind. He called 60 Gunbauer Cups. Extraordinary. And always think of Jack every year when this comes around. Yeah, I think they've got a race named after him, actually, there on Saturday. He had all the famous old saying as they uh, bear their molars to the breeze. And he had a heap of them, did like, like a... A Murray Cod calling for its young, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But um, he uh, he was an icon. I think young Ben Small, who works at racing.com down here, he was a, a protege of Jack's, and um, he'll be there on Saturday. But uh, I think we'll have one in a uh, 58 or something. I had one on for the Cup, but she'll wait for the Evoca Cup. We've got a really good series of sort of those second-tier country meetings down here. And over the next six and eight weeks, we've got all these Evoca Cups and Great Western Cups and Horsham Cups and those well, portions probably level up, but they're all worth thirty or 50000 Then you've got Vobus money on top, so it's like winning a city race. Yeah, the stable's ticking over nicely. A couple of winners in recent times. You know, the Cisco kid put it, or Cisco's kids put a couple together. Kaitella won recently at Cole Rain, and, and that horse Woods went well the other day at Flemington. Woods. Yeah, he did. He, he just is crying out for a wet track, and thankfully we've had rain down here the last couple of days, so he'll run it. Um, Mooney Valley Friday night there's a 3,000 metre race for him which would be lovely uh, he, he's ready for the paddock or we've been wanting to put him in the paddock he's just just waiting for that wet track so he can win another one with him hopefully but uh, we'll see how we go Friday night again you find a 6,000 metre race for the national winner Brungle King <laughs> no no he's, he's going to the uh, he's gone to the paddock he's he? uh, enjoying a nice spell back at his owner's property at Wannon and He'll come back for the grand annual next year. All right, lovely. So we'll get to see um, Asfura Scalacci stakes, more than likely. Scalacci or Caulfield okay. the week after, yeah. All right. 50-50. Yeah, Mitchell Aiken on board, of course. Of course. Thanks for that, Henry. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, Henry Dwyer telling us about a damn good mare, Asfura. Yeah, popped into the great spot there the other night, one out, one back. And we know about Imperatrice. She's just a... Some are saying if she was in the Everest, she probably would go very close to winning it anyway. A very brave second, and as Henry said, all the ratings guys that he speaks to said it was probably a career best. And we know her record should be better. There was a few occasions, particularly at Mooney Valley, when one night, um, that was last year, wasn't it? It's in the September, she should have won one of those 9.55 scampers. It was just a train wreck. She should have bolted in. 
Um, and of course, the Galaxy and a few other races, she hasn't had the best of luck, but still she's got this record of 13 starts, seven wins and uh, also three placings.